was announced a couple weeks ago now, I guess, that there's a new Star Wars video game coming to the Nintendo Switch called Star Wars Hunters. I want to say it's Hunters. It looks like they were like, hey, people like Fortnite. Let's do Star Wars Fortnite, which seems like a no-brainer. A Mandalorian is in Fortnite now, from what I can tell. Um, I tried playing Fortnite once. I was like, sure whatever and then i went back to dr mario because i'm old uh but it's kind of cool it's cool that they're doing this it's free to use i'm sure there's going to be you know millions of dollars spent on upgrades and and different lightsaber hilts but but this takes place after uh the return of the jedi and before the force awakens so you have a nice little gap there between six and seven brock this is the rebel scum podcast episode 205 i'm james that's brock are you excited for this game for the Nintendo Switch, which you play frequently. Sure. I don't feel like I've seen a ton on it, so it's like it's hard to I think it comes out in like it's September. Like, it's like once the trailer comes out or something, you know Aside from that footage back, of it. Yeah. So like once I see it, like, that might be exciting. And then it depends on how exciting it is and Compared to price, because it's like it's free. Oh, it's free. It's that it's one. Free oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then I'll yeah, I'll definitely try it out. Yeah, there's a bunch of games coming. Delta was a Delta Commandos coming out in April, April sixth, I believe. We are a month away because it's March. The year is flying by. We we're almost one year into quarantine to lockdown to our two weeks lockdown is now a year old in in a few days we're like a week or two away from that but it is the the free one i don't know too much about it either i just thought you 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 know we both have a nintendo switch you are huge on the switch you love the independent games on the nintendo switch i was wondering if if this one tickled your fancy seeing how it won't cost you a dime to log on i mean once you're on who knows uh but also it's star wars and then that time period as well yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I uh, it's like I've seen the stuff for this game, and I haven't even looked up it. So it's like it's hard of hard to make the call. Uh, which one? What is it called again? It's Hunters. I want to say Hunters. Hunters I, mean, I didn't yeah, plan yeah. on talking about it off the top. It just I just kind of did. Yeah, uh, you know, we've only so, done this two hundred five no. times. Why would we need to prepare? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like. Again, like, I wasn't, like, psyched um, automatically when it's, like, Fallen Order and, like, Squadrons. I guess Fallen Order was a little bit more exciting because they got that announced was during one of their events. Was it, like, Force Friday or something like that? No, wait. No, it was before that because Force Friday, they actually had, like, toys from that. Yeah. They had Dominic Monaghan, Cameron Monaghan. The, the guy that plays Cal Kestis was on the thing. So it's like, uh, yeah, like I said, it's like when I see some stuff, I, again, I haven't looked into it. So it's like, yeah, I'm too into Pokemon right now. Okay, I got to catch them all. Would you be down for live action Cal Kestis versus, or I guess reverse versus, Iden Versio versus Cal Kestis. Iden Versio searching for Cal because she wouldn't have spoiler alert for those that don't know the story she wouldn't have turned at this point she would have been um probably too young but whatever we won't get into that but would you be down for those two making their way into live action Cal Kestis and who Iden Versio oh yeah absolutely absolutely you know a lot of people like, are saying no brainer I, I agree with you, but a lot of people are saying, you know, now that, that they have to search for their new Cara Dune to come in and do it. And, you know, this New Republic show is, is I'm guessing it's happening. Disney clearly wants it to happen because their streaming service depends on on uh, material, on content. People hate to use, I hate to use the word content for these things, but they, they want the material on, on that. And Rangers of the New Republic is one thing that they promised, and it's one thing that Favreau and Filoni were were working on presumably with Cara Dune in mind, but now Cara Dune is out of the picture. I saw, uh, we recorded this early, but I saw when we were recording this, that Stupendous Wave was like, it's going to be Hera, and I, maybe it's beyond Stupendous Wave. I have, I have no idea. I don't know where that information even came from. I didn't look at the video. I didn't read it. There was an article as well. I didn't read that either. So Hera's a thing. 
Um, but the one that I, I see, you know, it's kind of got a bit of a response and you know that she would be down for it is Iden Versio. And Iden Versio, um, her, is, I haven't played the, the storyline in Battlefront 2 for a while. No, I've played it. I haven't played oh, it in a you while. Oh, you played it. Okay. <laughs> but, but what, but, but there's a gap in time. I believe, if I remember correctly, there was a gap yeah. in time and this could be filling in that time because she, she leaves the Empire yeah. right after the Battle of Jakku. Yeah, like that battle sort of like her undoing or she like flips. Doesn't she flip yeah, midway? I think it's that battle. So, I mean, this this potentially could lead into it. And then the one, well, the one thing is, you know, remember they had a daughter. Like, oh, their daughter's Ray. Remember all that? Yeah. <laughs> all that, yeah, that yeah. Nonsense? But now they have a chance. Uh, to show you more of, of the, you know, not the daughter necessarily, but I mean, you can lead into the daughter and then maybe create a, a story with the daughter as well. Cause the thing with star Wars is I know everyone's like, you shrink the world, but you have to shrink the galaxy in some respect. Otherwise it just becomes what the hell am I looking? Why you have to personalize it. Otherwise, why do you care? If it's not personal, you don't care. And you already have these characters that mean something to some people. And we saw it with Ahsoka with Bo-Katan where you could take the characters now, throw them into something uh, that will appeal to more people. And all of a sudden you and I care and then other people, the casual fans, begin to care about them as well. So you have pre-existing characters that you can bring and build in that I think I think they have a perfect opportunity to do that right now if they are looking to uh, replace a character that uh, fall off, fell off a cliff or something in between seasons. I don't know what happened. <laughs> she fell off the blur. It was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just randomly are like, oh, Quill's here. Remember when Cara Dune took care of Grogu and died? <laughs> what? Yeah. No, it wasn't Quill. It was Cara Dune. Like a, it's a Star Wars Mandela effect. Yeah. It's like, no, she's been dead the whole and time. And they literally, they go back and like season one, you're like, oh my gosh, they just flip the characters and season two's flip. You're like, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> like if there wasn't for like pirating uh, like shows and movies, they could hop out. Oh, excuse me. They could possibly make that happen because it's not like you can buy The Mandalorian on DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't even think you can download it. Like, for like, you just have to have Disney, Disney Plus. Plus so yeah. Like, <laughs> if they people weren't pirating stuff like that, which you know they have, it's like they could just erase things. Well, they did that with Gene's um, guy from the seconds from the grief. Um, the oh Carl yeah, yeah Weathers, exactly. Episode, right? They got rid of him quick which yeah. which begs the question how did he make the like do you think they're, they're editing the episode and the editor or somebody's like well there's gene's guy there's yeah. there's kirk from uh from sound kirk is there and then like everyone is like i ah, no one will notice <laughs> everyone notices everything yeah yeah not you know what either. like after seeing that i played it back and i could not see him oh, they got rid of seen no no like Right when it happened, oh, okay. like I never, I could never see it outside of like the pictures that they would put on the internet. So I, it's like sometimes I'm like, how are you catching? Also, I watch The Mandalorian on my phone, so yeah, it's and people also <laughs> because they do. Everyone has a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. They they go frame by frame every episode, and they spend a good twelve hours doing it. And the good news for them is they start at three a.m. Whereas I don't, I'm, so I got. Do you like these shows dropping at three in the morning Eastern time? Are you are you down with that? Are you okay with the three a.m. drops now? Uh, three a.m. They're always three a.m. Are they not? Yeah, the three. Yeah, because it's three a.m. here, and then the West Coast is twelve. So I guess um, uh, because I guess WandaVision is causing a bit of a ruckus, Brock. A bit of a ruckus because um. CNN did an article on how these things drop at 3 in the morning and people are upset by this 3 a.m. drop. And I'm on a, a couple of minds. One mind, I'm like, I totally get it. It's 3 a.m. It's midnight on the West Coast. The thing, the, the, the thing that is redonkulous and like in the worst thing ever is, is the amount of spoilers 
that appear within seconds of the show airing. It's like literally the show drops, whether it's WandaVision or Mandalorian, I'm sure the Falcon show, and then I'm sure the Loki show, and then I'm sure all the other ones. Like the minute they drop, it's, you know, they're like, well, here are all your spoilers for it. And, and you know, everybody's tweeting everything. There's, I, 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 um, there's one episode of WandaVision. I can't remember what it was. I didn't watch it. And I, I, I went on, and I, I like to watch some like documentaries and stuff when I'm on the treadmill during the day. And I put something on, and there was a YouTube thumbnail next to what I was watching that had nothing to do with what I was watching, but it was WandaVision. It was an, it was a screenshot from the episode that aired like three hours before I'm on the treadmill doing this. And and to me, that's a little bit ridiculous. But the issue is on the East Coast, it's 3 a.m. And, you know, you yeah. got to be a diehard fan to stay up till 3 a.m. And then if you, you know, you watch it at 6 or 7, that's still, it's already yeah. been on for three, four hours by then. But on the West Coast, it's midnight. It's realistic to stay up to midnight to watch something, especially yeah. a season finale like the WandaVision one. People are going to stay up, you know, till 3 a.m. on the East Coast. But on the West Coast, for sure, midnight's nothing. And so the discrepancy is one is, you know, very feasible and the other one is ridiculous. I mean, we're all working from home, so they're all... <laughs> You know, whatever. But, you know, I think the one thing that hasn't been taken into consideration is just how inconsiderate Twitter users, social media, they should just yeah. ban it all on social media. I'm done. I'm looking at yeah. you. It's tricky, right? Like, it's. Yeah. Oh, it makes complete sense why they do it, but it's also. I found, like, I've watched WandaVision later in the day. And I have nothing's been ruined for me, though. I sent you like a couple. I th- I sent you like an ad for like Disney Plus, I believe. Yeah, their rule is Monday. Later, Monday. I don't is care the- what their rule is. Like, like. But they did that for Mandalorian that's, that's, too, though. That's an internet rule. Like it just like. No, that's the Disney rule. Like, that's the Disney Plus rule. You, they won't do anything till the stupid, Monday. It's still a stupid rule though, because it's like they did this like Crave, which is a streaming service in Canada did this with the Watchmen show where like, you know, they have like a slideshow of pictures from the show. So you're like, Oh, that's cool. The first picture and spoilers for anyone that hasn't watched Watchmen, the I show, ha- I haven't seen it. Dr. Manhattan's in it. It's not a huge surprise, but the picture of Dr. Manhattan is the first one. And he's not revealed till midway through the series. So it's just like, what, what? And that's a big, re- it's, it's literally, what- the Luke Skywalker reveal in that show. So it's just like they did that where they re- they played the Agatha. It, it was Agatha all along video. And then I'm like, well, here's the, what are you doing? But, no, it makes sense, though, because they drop on Friday and they want you to watch it Friday, Saturdays. They want you to watch it right away. They don't want you to wait until the series is over and then watch it all at once. They want you to watch it every single week because that means they have you every single week. I understand how ads work, but, like, you literally ruin the ending of one of the episodes. But, 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 they're, but they're saying, well, if you haven't watched it by now, you're, you're late. It's 20 minutes. No, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does because they want you they want to force you, you to watch it. You market it in some better way. Like it's ridiculous. Like that is Hey, it could like, be ridiculous, but it's working. Their subscriber is base it is too, Yeah, they're subs- I'm like, dude, the fuck? Yeah, you're like that, but you're subscribed. Their subscriber base is blowing up. They're going to beat Netflix in like a year. They're definitely doing something yeah, right on the market. Everybody's talking about the Mandalorian one division. <laughs> exactly, and the one division ads are working because everybody was obsessed with its Agatha all along. Yeah, because people are watching it. <laughs> but, the, but the Agatha all along ad ad. By the way, spoiler. Alert. By the way, god awful reveal of her name last week. Anyway, um, yeah. oh god, that show. I feel like there's potential, and then there's one division, and I'm like you can hit it. And uh, anyway, um, but no, that's that's the thing is they wait till Monday. They they've made it clear on their social media that that it's Monday is the day that you could do all the spoiler talk that you want. However, people are like three o three a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. I'm gonna ruin the ending because I don't know how they watch it that fast. But people, I don't know. It just like I said, WandaVision hasn't been too spoiled. I don't think there's been much that it could be spoiled in WandaVision. Like, they pretty much spoiled everything anyway with the casting announcements. So, like, <laughs> nothing could be spoiled. But the 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 thumbnail on YouTube blew my mind that you would, like, like oh, God, like you need views that badly that you're going to post. I can't remember what it was. It might not have been that big. But it was, it seemed like, be, without seeing the episode, it looked like it was going to be something massive, right? And, um, 
anyway it uh look but 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 mandalorian did the same thing mandalorian every monday they put the one sheet poster and it'd be ahsoka or whatever and so you know they ruined all those as well which is i mean ahsoka ahsoka is as much ruining it as agatha all along really did anyone not know that she was is she behind anything? I can't figure it out. She's like, it's me the whole time. And then she's like, it's actually, I have no idea what's going on. You're like, what? I was confused. It was it Agatha all along or was it Agatha not all along, but she wanted her to think that it was her all along. See, that's the thing. That's the beauty of the show. It's like, you really don't know who the bad person is right now. Like after the last episode, you're like, oh, okay. So, Wanda's somewhat in control, but then, and then like as much as Agatha is enticing things, she's not the main instigator. She's not the antagonist, but then you're like, is, is the, the dude from sword who's like evil one episode, the not evil, the next it's like, what's going on. And that's, that's a beauty of the show. And I think that's like across the board, what they're doing with it. Everybody is like, what question mark. So like, the last episode is this week, right? I hope so. Because I believe it's that. Because is a week between. They... Yeah. No, no, there's that uh, that that behind the scenes Wandavision yeah. thing is supposed to be next week apparently, and then uh, yeah, which I'm more looking forward Winter to. Soldier. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, it's good because you need a gap between these shows. Like, I'm, I, I'm watching Brock. I'm watching three TV shows right now, and I am like. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, and, and and um, two of them are – am I watching three or am I watching two? How many am I watching? I don't know, but two of them are 20 minutes to 30 minutes long, and it is fantastic. And it, <laughs> but I'm still like – but it was funny because one of the shows that I'm watching, I it was – I missed the first season, I think, so it had to be like binge-watched, and I couldn't do it. I was like, no. And I would come in like when Aaron's watching it, I'd like watch like half an episode and then leave. Watch. But now that it's once a week, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in for the week. Let's go. And I'll watch like I think that one's fifty to sixty minutes. I whatever. But I'll watch it and I'm like, that's satisfying. I don't need to watch it again for a week and I'm good. I'm really I'm loving mm-hmm. the weekly. I can't I can't binge. I'm an old man and my I'm just not a binger. I'm not. I've been look. It takes me like four days to watch a movie at home, unless it's brand new. But I watched some bad movies. Oh my god, so bad! I went back and I watched the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes to like just to cleanse my palate. Ah, <laughs> you watched it on Star? Uh, I no no no. Uh, Dawn, I I watched on Crave before Star, and then Aaron had never seen. Can you, Aaron had never seen Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and. Um, so we watched it and she goes, Oh my god, that's so good. Is there another one? I go, Why, yes, there is. And then we're going to put it on Crave. I don't know if it's on Crave or not. And I said, Wait, it's now on Disney. We're paying for Disney. Let's do it. So I put it on Star. Star yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah. The movie is now like Disney Plus, the addition of Star in, I think, Canada and the UK. I don't think this, it's not an American thing, I don't think. But that like changed the game because no. Aaron's been dying to watch The yeah. Gods Must Be so Crazy. Nice. She's been dying to watch The Gods Must Be Crazy, <laughs> and it is not anywhere. I think there's like a super duper low res version of it on YouTube, yeah. but it's unwatchable. It looks like you right now on my screen, like just pixels on top of pixels. But so she's been dying to watch it, and then she goes, "Oh, does it have The Gods Must Be Crazy?" And I, I, I said, "The Gods Must Be Crazy," and it popped up, and she's like, "She's like, you keep subscribing to this channel." <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. I was having the same conversation with a coworker uh, about Star, uh, and he, his, him and his, uh, I was gonna say wife, but they're not married. His partner, they they had the same experience where it's like sh- they've been looking for a uh, dead poet society. Yes. Apparently, it's on there. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. I'm like, so, shout outs to Greg Skyler over at Encore uh, AV. Um, I watched Gone in sixty seconds. This yes, week, and it was that's right, delightful. right. Nicholas Cage. Uh, there's a problematic point. Let's go. That's right. That's right. There's Rome, a problematic moment Rome. where uh, they use the F word as in a bad word for someone who's gay. Like, and I was like, wow, what a time to be alive. 20 years ago. <laughs> but otherwise, 20. it's still, uh, it still holds up. Did they give it's a just warning? Like, it is. A, it's no, it's a 
Uh, that's a good question. Isn't Angelina, Angelina Jolie's, Angelina Jolie's in that for, I think, 90 seconds, right? Or she, she is the 60 seconds. No, no, she's the main character. She's the, she's romantic. She's not in that much though, is she? I remember her only being in it like briefly. Oh yeah, no, she's, she's a main character. (laughs) Yeah, but I thought she just like showed up, did her thing and left. No, 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 no. I saw it in the theater. I I saw it in the theater and that was the only time I've ever seen that movie. It's it's a beautiful time capsule <laughs> of a time when Nick Cage wasn't exactly crazy but on his yet, way. and Angelina Jolie wasn't who she is now. Like it's just you're like you're like looking at her. I'm like she's probably either freshly divorced from uh, <laughs> I think Billy Bob was, Thornton or still married to him. I think that was like the year she won the Oscar. Like that came out that year, the year after or something. No, like, this is. Way before. No, no way. No like, way. This is, that's like, what, okay. 99,000? She won the Oscar for The Changeling, right? No, The Girl Interrupted. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I got the other. I forgot about that one. Hold on. Girl so Interrupted. Good, it's that era. You are, you are Nin, right. That Girl Interrupted is 1999. Yeah. And, and 2000. So it was like, I think it was, it was the year she won the Oscar. Yeah. It came out, yeah. Because it was like that movie yeah. where it's like she's up and coming, and then you're like, "Oh, you did that movie." It's like Halle Berry when like wins an Oscar. She's like, "You did yeah. Catwoman." Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I forgot. I forgot that she was in. Did she win an Oscar for that? Girl Interrupted. Or nominated. That was the one she won for. Yeah. Right, because like that's like she's been sort of like notorious for almost getting nominated for nothing after that. I think the Changeling was like a big yeah. deal when she got nominated. Well, I mean, she just um, got yeah, in 60 it, seconds and malef- Maleficent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just like, it's it's a wild, wild career. <laughs> I, I love that you're like, Disney has star. I can watch all of these movies. And oh, you're like, yeah. I gotta go with Nicolas Cage and Cars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, not gonna lie. I could have... I could have watched anything, but like so it's important many. that you understand that my first watch on Star was gone in sixty seconds. It's it, it, yeah. I honestly I have scrolled through it because I the last time I saw it was in the theater. And I remember very much enjoying it in the movie theater. It was I used to I worked at Walmart that year, and uh, you Walmart closes. I mean now it's twenty four hours a lot of places, but it used to close at like eleven, so you'd be out of there at like eleven thirty at night on a Friday. And everybody that closed was like my age. We were all like 18 years old, 19 years old. So we <laughs> 11 and 30 would hit. Yeah. We'd all punch out. We'd get in cars and we would drive to the theater and we'd watch whatever the midnight show was showing that night. And I remember God in 60 seconds, we're like, well, we have to do it. And we just sat there like a bunch of fools loving every second of Nicolas Cage's Let's Ride. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, but Star is great. Star is uh, phenomenal. Um, I started. Wa- I started watching. You recommend this show. You talk. You say it all the time. So start watching the Titans. Titans. Oh Netflix. yeah. I am halfway through the first episode. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the blood, the swearing. I knew about, but the blood. I was like, wow. There's more blood. Yeah. It's not gory, but there's blood. It's like. Oh my god! It's like they shoot someone in the head, and it's like Joker level, not quite quality because the budgets are different. But like, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, it's in the head, and they don't cut away, which is you know, scary. Um, but it got me thinking. Do you ever? We've talked about this so many times, but now that I'm seeing it with like Robin, (laughs) do you like? Do you ever see a day where Star Wars ventures into like? swearing maybe not f words and stuff like that because it's a galaxy far far away and their languages are different but something to that effect and maybe some blood spilled as well no it's like i like that answer (laughs) it's sort of like i was looking at a thing with kevin scott and it was like he was talking about how like his high republic book is sort of like horror and still haven't finished it kind of is. It is spooky. They're on a spooky space station. Uh, so, like, stuff like that can happen, but it's not really... I don't know. It's just... Cursing in Star Wars, I feel like, would be something similar to Battlestar Galactica, where they come up with their own curse words. Which I think which they have done. They say, oh, what's that... Um, 
Oh, Pal says it in Rogue One. Carabasque. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like, that, yeah. But then, like, blood, I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, I don't see it. Like, I'm not against it, but it, it doesn't really, like, the it's, games are kind of hyper-violent, but there's really no bloodshed. People got mad with Fallen Order because there was no dismembering of body parts mm. in it. And I was like, I didn't even, th- I never thought of that. Yeah, me neither. The, the only time I've thought about that in the modern era was in the last jedi and not right away it was like after i'm like oh man imagine if ray cut off kylo's hand <laughs> when he reaches <laughs> out and it, and I don't, it's not even like a real genuine thought it's just like imagine like you know like spitballing not that i expected it or wanted it to or anything um but i, I i'm with you on no i think you know because people are like we need our rated star wars do we because at what point and we've said this before does it does it cease to be star wars any longer and it becomes you know a quentin tarantino movie or a john carpenter movie like star wars mm-hmm. is star wars it's not something else it could you know elements of other things can can we be woven in and out of it but it is star wars and star wars is what it mm. is. And I think the most amount of blood we've ever seen is Darth Maul's little when he gets sliced in half. There's that little of blood that pops up from him. I'm pretty sure aside from that, we haven't really seen any. I think Ray has a cut in one of the movies mm. and just dry blood. But she's a Mary Sue, so that was probably like cornstarch or something. <laughs> but but like, I think she has a no, but 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 she has I think some dry blood on her. But we don't really see. But oh, and Finn, of course, the the hand on uh, Finn's stormtrooper helmet um, has blood as well. But for the most part, no blood, especially not used in any gore or or to make it scary. And like I said, I I I I kind of appre- I wasn't sure about t- you. You've been championing the Titan show for a while. Yeah, um, and I and I get, and I wasn't really sure because I knew the swearing, which wasn't turning me off. It, it just I knew it was, but the, but it, it it's weird, and I don't know if maybe just the trajectory of of the DC stuff that I've been watching because I don't I haven't watched the Arrowverse really, but like it, it it didn't throw me off like the not that it's gory blood, but there's blood, you know what I mean, like. He scrapes yeah. the guy's head against a brick wall and it leaves a trail. like, oh my God. Um, mm-hmm. The realism, I guess you could say. And I, I actually appreciated it for that. But again, that is in Detroit, Michigan. Star Wars is in Mos Eisley Cantina. One is real. One is Detroit. <laughs> Most of it's in Toronto, actually. <laughs> yes, that's true. My parents send me set pictures all the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the last, like the last episode is like just blatantly Toronto and it's supposed to be Gotham. <laughs> it's awesome. That's like in Shazam. You're a big Shazam fan too. In that movie, there's all of a sudden there's one part. I'm like, well, there's my parents' condo. Yeah. It doesn't take me out. It, I guess it, it take, it doesn't take me out, but it takes me out in a different way where you're like, Oh yeah, look at that. That's uh, I've walked there. My dog has pooed right there. And yeah. There like, are times where I see stuff and I'm like, that looks like Aaron Mills Town Center, <laughs> which is a mall in yeah. Mississauga. Here. And everyone and watching this, everyone watching and listening right now, knows that mall without knowing that mall. <laughs> oh, we stopped talking about Star Wars like twenty minutes ago. If they're still listening, I am impressed. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even said like it's the podcast yet. <laughs> yeah, we did. I said it off the top. Ugh. I did. I, I I slid it in while introducing you and getting you to. Uh, Talk about whatever we talked about off the top. Yeah. Um, Ray Park, haven't seen anything from him in a while. He showed some old yeah. pictures from uh, from Phantom Menace. Well, you yeah. know, he's, he's, I think he was just having fun. Uh, and God, like I said, God bless him. Because uh, yeah. Star Wars is... Star Wars, you know, I think we kind of... You know, we, we, we get mad at it. We piss at it. We do YouTube videos where we go, my Kathleen Kennedy should be fired. Which, by the way... She was just fired. Um, you know, Brie Larson. Like, we, you know, everyone gets very passionate about Star Wars. And I think we all need to take a step back and then another step back and remember that it's, it's just pictures on celluloid or digital now. And, and we're just looking at something that was made uh, to distract you from the BS around you 
and maybe don't take everything about it so seriously. That's what I got to say about that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a slow... I, I got to say, it is a slow Star Wars news day. Yeah. Or news week. Yeah, um, which I'm okay with because it's going to get really busy, Brock. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's like... What what's next? Bad Bad Batch, I guess. Bad Batch May fourth. I'm sure you're gonna mention that on the news. Nope, okay, I didn't good. know that. Bad Batch <laughs> is coming out May fourth. Uh, it became official. I think. Huh? When did that get announced? Last week, like ah, okay. Tuesday, I think. Yeah. It's, so Bad Batch is May fourth. They just today we're recording this early. They released uh, f- photographs of Fennec Shan in the Bad Batch. So we got to see what she looked at with her mask on. So that's all all out there. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if they animated her to look like Mulan, who Migna also voiced and is actually owned by the same company that's that owns true. Star Wars. Yes. Uh, she does not look anything like her, but yeah, that would be impressive. That was a great movie. I really like that movie. Is that the, movie. the song from it by Christina Aguilera, Reflections? Is that the song? Yeah, yeah, function? yeah. Great music mm-hmm. video. They used to show that music video on Family Channel like after every single show. You just change the channel. <laughs> and the Family Channel, does that still exist? It, it does in some variety. I think, like, isn't it like ABC Star? Oh, is it Spark or something? Or something? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I, sure I, some format. I have all of these channels and I cannot find... I don't, like, not that I'm like, I can't find anything good to watch. I cannot find a channel. It's like... You you'd be like put on this channel. I'm like I don't know what that is, and it will take me six hours to find it, and then uh, so I don't know. But but Family Channel used to be a thing, um, way way back, and they that was like our Disney Channel. So it would make sense if it was ABC Spark. But now we have Disney XD and whatever. There's so many things going on. I'm really excited. No news. I thought by now, to be honest, maybe the way, maybe May 4th we'll get it, but they don't want to take a bad batch. Maybe we'll get close to that. The writer for Rogue Squadron, I was thinking maybe that might be announced by now, but everything's been dead quiet on that front. Again, though, with with the way Wonder Woman 2 has been received by critics and some fans alike, you know, the negative reviews. I think maybe that's something that you do want to keep a little bit quiet now, let the dust dust settle on Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 2, and then you pick up and and uh, you have her do it um, soon. I'm curious. Well, actually, I'm, I'm guessing Rogue Squadron is going to come before Wonder Woman 3 because Gal Gadot, uh, I think she announced that she's pregnant. So Wonder Woman 3 won't be happening anytime soon so rogue mm. squadron i'm looking at you pick up the slack let's go i'm just thinking like they could still shoot it and she could be pregnant they just do it like on sitcoms where you just don't shoot anything <laughs> she's below always it. she's always holding always a purse she's yeah. always holding <laughs> like elaine on time yes <laughs> what is she holding is that a <laughs> yeah that's well, actually, with CG, you could do whatever you want. You could just put her face on her stunt double's body, and now <laughs> episode, the movie's done. Chris Pine, is he coming to play Porkin's son? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting an answer from you. Is that a yes? Sure. I don't. You know what? It would be cool if they did something. We could put Porkins. In uh, we could put Porkins in Cassie and Andor, like or the Andor show, like that would be sweet. He's slightly plump. He's not exactly slob yet, or you know, he'll slam against the guy who played him. But are they afraid to recast actors like that? Like I don't think. I wouldn't either, but but the, you know they they seem to try so hard to get the the original actors and everything, and digitally put their face out. Would they would they even bother doing that? They'd be like, nah, no, nah, 
Perkins as a one-off. We're good. Because if we got, like, <laughs> like, I mean, Wedge could show up, but it would be a different actor playing Wedge unless they de-age him. But then all of a sudden your price is just, I don't know if they want to spend that kind of money on de-aging for Cassian and or it looks like they're going to spend it on a lot of other things. I, I'm, you know, remember when this show was supposed to be like a spy show, like James Bond? What is this show and when is it coming out is what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can see there being spy espionage and what have you, but it's just like I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call it a spy thing because it's just like the rebellion is gritty and like it feels like it's like flying on a shoe shoestring budget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're like they're more like sleeper cells of anything, right? Like where like you don't really. I guess that's kind of like a network of espionage in a sense, but like. When I hear spy, I guess I think automatically like James Bond or something. Mm-hmm. It's a well-oiled machine and refined. It's like I, I, when I think rebellion, I'm like, oh, we're in the trenches and we could die any moment. <laughs> well, don't forget Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor said in Revenge of the Sith, he was he was on a mission kind of like James Bond. Was that Sith or was that Attack of the Clones who said that? What, what part was this? This is what he said. He said Obi Wan. It might be Attack of the Clones. He said Obi Wan Kenobi is on a mission, and he kind of gets to be like James Bond in space. I'm paraphrasing, but that's oh, what he okay. said way back twenty years ago when those movies came out. Can't believe it's been that long. Um, and they were received so uh, perfectly. Also, yeah, absolutely. Nobody hated the prequels. Mm-hmm. Not one person. Are you mad about this, James? <laughs> I just think. Uh, they're flawless and it was nice that, that they're recognized as flawless pieces of art unlike the sequels which are atrocious <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if oh boy. I, I, I wonder I'm just joking I don't really like George I, I, I want to go to that mult, mult, the multiverse of uh, the alternate universe where George Lucas makes the sequel trilogy and everyone hates it beyond all reason and then there's like a petition get JJ and Ryan Johnson to make these movies that's where that's where I want to go to I want to get that petition uh, to go <laughs> whatever it, it is what it is actually I had a, a question for you from watching Dawn of the Planet of the Apes on, on Crave not Star but uh, but maybe I'll watch it on Star so that they think that I I did um, I was like because I'm watching it and Aaron's never seen it like I said and I'm just like this is one of those sequels that is just like it doesn't happen it's like once in a blue moon like the sequel that it, you know the first one's really good but this one kind of surpasses it and it's it brings you know it expands the mythology it, there's so much about it that's great the story is from beginning to end amazing and I was thinking of other movies uh, you could argue aliens in a lot of way and aliens aliens to alien I kind of like because alien they're so different though right like they're, they're not even like the same like, one is an action movie the other one's a horror movie yeah, like, yeah. but like but they're but but it's still like aliens like uh, it it just it it like expanded on on everything again and I was thinking about and I wanted to hear your thoughts on on do you feel that way about say like the Last Jedi where because all, all these cases are and I mean the Last Jedi is a little bit different because Ryan Johnson was hired before the fan of the the Force Awakens came out but is this like would you put it with those other two where you have a new director coming in expanding it uh with his own with his or her own take on it and and in some ways surpassing what came before sorry ask that question again so those other two movies they come in it's a different director they put their own spin on it and in a lot of ways surpass what came before and i'm not saying rise of planet apes or alien are weaker films than Oh, the sequels, but so but a lot of people would argue that they are right. So that like, would right. you put the Last Jedi in that category? Uh, I. It's hard because it's Star Wars. I think so. Because in my opinion, Last Jedi was the first attempt to actually push Star Wars in a new direction. And unfortunately, you can't do that in one movie, at least in the sense of a trilogy. It was trying to do what Favreau and Filoni have accomplished with Mandalorian, in my opinion. Because it's like, 
there's nothing to back it up, but I think there was things being put in motion. I've said this a million times before, like last Jedi, Ryan Johnson was trying to do something and no slam against force awakens. That's a good movie too, but it's, 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 a, it's a, like everything with JJ Abrams. It's a love letter to the original piece. But I feel like Ryan Johnson was actually trying to make something different in Star Wars or just like change the status quo. Um, and I think Favreau and Filoni did it slightly better, but also they it's not fair to compare because they had more mm-hmm. time to spread it out. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 basically made a Star Wars movie with almost no Jedi. Well, that's you know, well, you know what I mean? Like it's just like there's. Is there a lightsaber in the first season? Yeah, the dark saber comes at the very end. Sorry, the dark saber. But like they were able to like still hit all the Star Wars things without it being just a typical like Jedi against Jedi. Like there was more to it than that and it's like and it was also like it doesn't have to they do, you don't have to be constantly it's like a there should be like a Bechdel test for Star Wars where it's like can you do a movie where you don't refer to like the Force immediately <laughs> or can I have a conversation that isn't about the Force? Or Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader, you know what I mean? And it, it this succeeds. So it's like, call it the, what would it be? What's, uh, now I don't want to say the Mando test, but like, what's a stupid name in there? Uh, 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 I don't know, whatever, I'll think about it. But it's like, so like, I think I would, honestly, I would stack right, um, Last Jedi amongst that of the Mandalorian because it's just like, we don't need people to make Star Wars movies or Star Wars stories or movies or TV shows. We have plenty of that. We've had plenty of that for 20, 30 years with expanding universe. That's not the issue. Like the issue is like, this was what George did. Now what happens if George isn't making it? Are we just going to copy what he did? Or are we going to move forward and try something new? And you know, Lo and behold, the second you cut out the original cast from your project, all of a sudden you're like, "The Mandalorian is a is a is a feasible attempt at trying something new in Star Wars, but it still feels like Star Wars." So, like, uh, relating back to your question, it's like, yes, I think I would stack uh, Last Jedi in amongst those like sequels that are technically better than the first. But like the sequels are just a terrible exp- uh, they're a terrible example or reference because it's just like, do I think r- r- which is the second rise of the, the planet? Dawn. Dawn, Dawn is the rise. Dawn and lore. Yeah. Okay, I can. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like Dawn yeah, should be first. Right. Yeah, but they made rise <laughs> so, first. So. Yeah, yeah. So Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And what was the other one you said? Uh, aliens. 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 And then like Dark Knight. Those well, all are. Bang, bang, bang. But Dark Knight is the same director as Batman Begins. That's why I leave it out. And that's why Godfather oh, 2 is out. So I'm going like different different yeah, voice coming point. in. Yeah. So I don't know. I Yes, but like it's a it's it's not. It doesn't stack up. It doesn't have the same audience appreciation numbers in my opinion mm-hmm. to be like that so i no, don't know it's just, but it's also but but i think to that point and that's because it is not number two well not only but largely it's because it's not number two it's number eight right it's it, yeah, this exactly. is your it, it's it is number two but it's also number eight and so the people that see it as number eight have have a, a lot tougher time not all of them, but you know, I'm just whatever. Let's go to the odds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just—it was just something that popped. In, it was just something that popped into my head while I was watching Dawn of yeah, the Planet yeah. Apes. All right, but it's yeah, it's just like uh, that's the problem. Like I can't answer that. I can't give you a yes or no. I can't give a definitive answer because, like, the second I say it's all, you hear a million fanboys crying out in anger. And then we're suddenly silenced because I muted them on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know if you um, know. I just ignored that entire thing. All right, never tell me the odds. <laughs> Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds brought to you and me and everyone on this planet 
by patreon.com. If you like what we do, why don't you uh, saunter on down to patreon.com slash podcast and support us. We would greatly appreciate it, just like we appreciate the following people. Heidi Fetter, executive producer. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanifor, Sunerthron, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W., Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven Spencer, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Jericho Kane, Girls with Sabres, and the Den of Nerds. The Den of Nerds. So thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank Your you. Your support means a lot. You're the best. And everybody uh, listening and watching right now, uh, thank you as well. It's uh, awesome that you're joining us for this conversation about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Aliens. <laughs> I was just thinking of like the list of people that support us on Patreon. If we got to 60, would we, <laughs> could we force Andrew to say all our Patreons <laughs> in 60 seconds? <laughs> Patreon in 60 seconds. Sorry, Nick Cage. I want to get him to do something even even harder next time. Just something ridiculous. Oh, and Patreon's get... He did a Goodwill's hunting on characters from the High Republic. That's a Patreon exclusive, so you can check that out, Patreon, right now. Um, all right. Ready for the odds? Yeah. The first time, never tell me the odds, Thrawn and Moff Gideon will meet. This is awesome. Um, uh, I'm going to go 80%. If Ron is truly in Ahsoka and Moff Gideon stays as the villain in Mandalorian, it'd be stupid not to. It would be honestly stupid. I was so happy he didn't die at the end of that season. Spoiler. It just... it. Yeah, I feel like with Moff Gideon and Thrawn and Rebels are two characters that had more potential that they've lived up to so far. So I'm very excited yeah. to. I'm very excited to see. I, I want to go. I'm going to go 77 percent because I want to. I want to see it. Yeah. Um. Because, like I said, they're they're two characters that have not lived up to their full potential, and you could argue Thrawn did in the Legends novels, which is fair, but in new canon and the story that he exists in right now, I don't think he has, and I don't think Moff Gideon has either. Uh, and they're both cut from the same cloth, so I'm very excited about that. So Favreau, Filoni, you're listening. I know you are. Do it. They're, they're both villains that just talk yes. and don't do a ton. Like, Perfect for television. Do things. <laughs> But they just talk. <laughs> Perfect for television and novels, though. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. watch a fight scene. And they won't cost much. Okay. Uh, the next odd. Will Finn return to live action in the next five years? John Boyega just won a Golden Globe Award. Probably on the news. Um, will he get his live action return? And will they? Will there be hashtag justice for Finn? I, just, I don't know if that's real or not. But I just made that up. <laughs> Uh, I think it'd be great, uh, especially with like how he kind of left the the franchise. But like, I don't know. It's like, what are we concerned about? Are we concerned about growing in Star Wars? Are we concerned about like mending fences in reality? Because they're both important. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just a movie, you know. Y- yes, but. His character, so I'll say, I was always for Finn not being Force-sensitive because Han Solo's yeah. not for I didn't need that. But they gave it to him, and they made him Force-sensitive, mm. and and now you have that, and there's potential now within Finn to explore mm. that. We can see that exploration within him, and his character can grow, and it could lead us into new uh, unique stories in Star Wars, and he could even do what Mandalorian did. The Finn character, we start with the Finn character. I'm going to learn how to the ways of the Force, uh, and then mm-hmm. that he can meet people, and that could branch off into even more Disney stuff or Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus. Theoretically, I'm just spitballing that yeah. out there oh, yeah. sure. um, because I think he is a character that what you just said about John Boyega himself is is, is yeah. true, and you can mend that, but also. You know, because they added that, there's a lot. There's a there's a whole avenue to explore oh, for sure. now. For sure, it's like you know, if he wants to come back and they want to offer him something, then great. You know what I mean? So, 
He's in some like new podcast, like it's like a radio play thing that I heard the trailer for. I cannot remember what it's called, but it sounds awesome, and I really want to check it out. So if I do find it, I will report back. Because yeah, like it's just like he's a really good actor, and he's like almost in nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so. I think J.J. Abrams might have something in mind for him. Yeah. So just saying. Did you give a percentage on that? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to go 75%. I'm going 63.9782147668. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever. Bring, I, I'll watch more, boy. Like you say, he's a great actor, and um, he could use it. Uh, final odd for the day. Will Obi-Wan Kenobi feature more than three flash- flashbacks to live-action Clone Wars. Will we see Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor donning the apparel they wear in the animated Clone Wars series at least three times in the show? <laughs> Don't forget, I mean, there's be- only going to be four to six episodes, so three is, yeah, yeah. Three is higher than it seems. Um, I mean, it makes the most sense. If you've cast uh, Hayden Christensen... You kind of want to see his face, <laughs> or the whole him being there. You kind of have to see his face. <laughs> it would kind of be awesome. Like, if you how did much it, can you actually do with Vader with no mask on? Right? I mean, it would be cool. They should all definitely do something. But yeah, no, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, ninety uh, percent because like that would be sick. Like, oh, a live action Rex too. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. And Ahsoka, <laughs> but she's young. <laughs> Oh man! Ashley Eckelstein, Ashley Eckelstein in the thing, but she's sort of like off, off screen a little bit, so you don't really get a good look at her. Like, oh, that'd be great! All brilliant. I'm going. <laughs> did you give a percentage? Uh, ninety percent, I think. I'm going full Brock, <laughs> only because it's three. I think we're gonna see it. Uh, it's just it. It's. Three times is a lot. All right. That's the Never Tell Me the Odds. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. You ready for the news? Let's do it. Holiday I guess I should open news. it. Da-da-da-da-da. Holiday. That was a tape when you run out of batteries on the table. All the kids listening are like, what's a tape? What's a tape? All right. The news. My mic is off. Holidays, the news you need to know right now. Hey, do you need a new backpack? Well, guess what? Herschel Bags, Canada's own, uh, Canada's own Herschel Supply Co. Bags. I'm sure it's everywhere, but it's based in Canada. Has a new line of Star Wars bags in varying sizes that are sure to excite fans worldwide. They base the line on Darth Vader, Boba Fett, and the classic Stormtrooper armor. So each one represents a feature of those characters. You can go get them on their official site now, or if you just want to check them out, also an excellent place to see the photos. And an interview with John Warren, VP of Product Design, on why and how he designed these bags. Uh, If you want to buy more than just bags, then guess what? Hasbro Star Wars The Black Series is getting a couple of new additions. The extra deluxe line of Star Wars figures and memorabilia will soon include a new replica of a First Order Stormtrooper helmet and a six-inch figure of Wrecker from the upcoming series Star Wars The Bad Batch. I believe we already had Scope, I think, the other two. So now you're almost... You almost have a complete Bad Batch coming your way through figure form. Uh, The cinematic First Order Stormtrooper helmet will be adjustable and includes battery-operated electronic voice distortion so you can sound and look like the troopers are depicted in director Ryan Johnson's Star Wars The Last Jedi. And the highly detailed six-inch figure of record includes a fully articulated head and limbs and a variety of accessories. Because it's an action figure, baby. And finally... You want some more toys? Well, guess what? On New Year's Day, LEGO debuted a ton of new sets for 2021, including the four in the Star Wars lineup. Three additional sets have joined them with availability beginning today, March 1st. So when you're hearing it, it's already available. Below, you'll find... uh, Can you tell I cut and pasted this? You can see the sets included. The, The biggest of the three new Star Wars LEGO sets is the number 75302 Imperial Shuttle, which is available to order here at lego.com for $69.99 US dollars. 
includes 666, 660 pieces, along with Darth Vader, Imperial Officer, and Luke Skywalker minifigures. The shuttle features two stud shooters and a cockpit that opens in a, to accommodate two minifigs. And then they also have the AT-AT versus Tauntaun Microfighter set, which is available on lego.com as well for $19.99. Uh, with 205 pieces of the stud shooting Luke Skywalker and an AT-AT driver minifigure. And finally, the Resistant X-Wing, which is available on lego.com, have I mentioned it, for $19.99, including 60 pieces with a Poe Dameron minifigure and a BB-8 Lego figure. Poe fits perfectly in the cockpit with BB-8 goes along for the ride in the back. So those are out. If you need your Lego desires quenched, they can be ordered now on, I don't know if I mentioned it, lego.com. And this has been your Hollow News. Are you into the Legos? You know, I miss it. Like, I enjoyed getting Lego as a kid, and it's, it's just fun to see what they've done. It's really evolved since we were kids. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's hard to find plain Lego uh, anymore, but it, yeah. it is it's very intense. And now you see like those like designer leg Lego. They're like not those like people that are des- designing their own cool like Lego art pieces, and it's just like how do you get that many pieces of, like of like one color or something like that? I'm just like wow. Yeah, it's. People are people are telling. I don't have the patience for Lego. I'm, I'm the guy who's like, <laughs> I want that Ecto one, but why can't you just give me the Ecto one? I don't want to build it. I just, <laughs> I want the finished product. That's how I am. Lego Batman movie was great, uh, but the Lego the Lego movie was phenomenal. Oh, that's what I'll say. The, yeah, the Lego movie itself is um, it's uh, it's great. All right, top five. Top five. What's the top five today, top Mr. James? Top five Darth Vader moments from the Star Wars movies. Um, my number five, when he tortures Leia in A New Hope. Yeah, that's his daughter. <laughs> bro, he didn't even know, bro. Bro, he didn't bro, even that's know. His, that's his daughter, bro. Why would bro, you do that? you don't even know. <laughs> Um, oh my! My top five is just top five Vader torturing people. Yeah. Uh, my number five isn't in the movies. It's in nice. one of the best Darth Vader comics I have ever read. It was also the end of the series, and just never just left you on this cliffhanger where <laughs> I don't remember the issue. It's Charles Soule's Darth Darth Vader's like second run where he like goes into like this force dimension, and it's kind of ambiguous that. Palpatine uh, impregnated Shmi Skywalker, and you're just like, yes, what? <laughs> so it's just like, please continue the story. I don't. I'm pretty sure they stopped, and I was like, why? Because everybody said, how can I be in there? Like, well, that didn't really happen. It's all in the mind. I, I I have to say, if you haven't read, for everybody that likes Vader, if you haven't read Lords of the Sith, do yourself yeah. a favor and read that book. Uh, it's not in my top five. But it is it is a fantastic uh, story. Cham Sandula is the um, protagonist, <laughs> and, and Vader and Palpatine. But Vader is phenomenal. He'll make you appreciate the prequel and, and original trilogy a lot more. Um, my number four is when he fights Luke Skywalker in The Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> and he reveals that he is his father. That is my number four. My number four is going to be his lightsaber battle with um ahsoka in nice season two of rebels and it's just like wow wow it's like this character that hasn't been seen mm-hmm. and he on, comes like, down on the tie three. yeah like it's just like everything about it's great it's just like this is what george lucas has been wanting for years <laughs> <laughs> he's watching rebels like i hate filoni finally uh, he did it filoni. I, he's like i told him that in confidence uh my number three is Vader versus Obi-Wan Kenobi on Mustafar in Revenge of the Sith. He's not in his Vader costume yet. He's Hayden Christensen. He's Uh, it counts. It counts. Yeah, it counts. He is called uh, from this day forward. He's got Darth Maul eyes at that point. Yes, he does. He is a Sith Lord, and his name is Darth Vader when he uh, has the epic lightsaber battle with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mustafar. That is my number three. 
Mine is uh, somewhat uh, part of Obi-Wan and Vader. It's their lightsaber battle on the Death Star in A New Hope. Uh, Mostly, I just love the idea when he slays Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan becomes part of the Force. (laughs) And the last thing you see him doing as they're taking off in the Millennium Falcon, he's just like kicking his clothes with his boot. He's like, where did he go? But it's it is so powerful because and it's and yeah. to George Lucas's credit, it's also the way it's shot where you have and the music, John Williams music, but you have like that's going on and Luke is watching on, but Leia's also there and Leia knows of we don't know what her relationship is with Obi Wan Kenobi. There's a lot of emotions going on in that scene, and then you have yeah. the, you know the master and the apprentice meeting for the first time in forever. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal scene that did not make my list. I yeah, went with him first, torturing Leia yeah, wow. instead. <laughs> my number two uh rogue one that scene at the end of rogue one wow that's not your number one wow. wow no because when i tell you my number one you're gonna be like oh yeah that had to be your number one otherwise you're a hypocrite so my number one this is uh darth is the the rogue one entrance uh because it is his greatest moment on film uh yeah. but in my opinion it's his second greatest moment in film my number two is when he's throwing palpatine into the <laughs> the thing and he's getting shocked by a force lightning you could see his skeleton wow so cool and they made a figure of that yeah they absolutely did yes they did uh my number one you're all dying to hear it and it is his entrance in a new hope (laughs) yeah yeah. it was my number one star wars movie of all time if it's not it's weird but but uh, you know i did always i played with these two but this is my favorite because it is just it is one of the greatest movie entrances ever. He just comes in like a wrecking ball. Uh, and so that's my number one. Whatever. My number one is Rogue One. The <laughs> lightsaber paddle. Like just, just trying to get the plans for the Death Star. He's like he's relentless. And it's just like watching what he can do with a lightsaber in that movie as juxtaposition to what the battle uh, the the duel between him and Obi Wan and Death Star in the first movie. It's just like Wow, look how far we've come. <laughs> it's such a such a yeah, such a good. That was I think that's the part. Like Rogue One, I think you know it's a very enjoyable movie. Um, and, and you get to that part, and you're like, that was fun. And then that happens. It's like, oh my gosh, we're going home and we're watching the original stuff. <laughs> like, and that that's that's how I remember. Aaron, we got we got back from that movie. We we're in our apartment at the time, and we get back, and she's like, we need to watch Star Wars right now. I was like, well, yeah, put it on. I need to see. And it, it's just, and that was an editor's decision. Like an editor mentioned that or something like that. And, and the edit was like, we need a Darth Vader hallway scene. Um, collaborating is, uh, you know, it, it works. All right, that's our top five Vader moments. Let us know what your top five Vader moments are in the comments below or in the live chat or email us rebelscumbags at gmail.com. Whatever you want to do, Brock, this was fun. <laughs> it's always fun with you, James. Talking Star Wars. Or sequels. Or sequels. Or WandaVision. <laughs> or WandaVision. White Vision, though, right? Yeah, I was just like, fantastic. That was like when I started reading comics, I would read Avengers, and that was not this right time, but I was reading that stuff where it was like Vision all of a sudden is all white because he like gets torn apart. I, I should really look up. I can't remember why why he gets destroyed, but he's like more like a robot at this point. So, and you, you more than anybody I've ever met in my entire life, like you like Vision more than anybody I've ever met. You're like a vision <laughs> purist. Um, but yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> before we go, Paul Bettany said there's a cameo coming up with an actor. He's wanted to work with his entire life. Was he just talking about himself? Because that really makes me <laughs> excited. I really am hoping, because that seems like a very Paul Bettany thing to say, because he's very cheeky. Oh, you fool. You know who it is? It's Clint Howard. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> I guess he technically didn't work with Clint Howard on Solo. Oh, yeah. What is Clint Howard in that movie? He's something, He's the right? droid something. He does something with the droid wrestling gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. He is fantastic. He's, I wish he got a Disney Plus spinoff show. <laughs> <It> he, <does. laughs> 
It's just fantastic. All right. Episode 205 of the Rebels Club podcast is coming to an end. Anything else you want to say, Brock? Um, no. Uh, thank you for listening and wear your mask. You dirty boys. It's coming. It's coming to an end. I feel it. I feel the COVID train is pulling into the station for one final stop and we'll be back to normal any second now. Yeah, yeah, I think we get, you and I can get vaccinated in August or something like that. Yep, yep. Um, you fall under some other category. I know some people that have been vaccinated. Um, Ooh. Yeah, they're all doing well, so that's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, whatever. We're in March. March. I can't believe it's already March. Um, damn smart weather. Damn smart. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> He's Brock, I'm James, and he was always scum. Rebel Scum. Hey scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.